Good evening. Good morning. Whatever. Uh, yeah, this is the random podcast. Uh, this is the fifth episode, I guess? I don't know. Um, so, sorry about my voice. I'm sick. I feel like I get sick every winter. Um, I'm one of those people that get sick every fucking year, around the same time. Fuck the cold. Like, I'm part anemic. Like, I'm partially anemic. Well, okay, I am anemic. I can't really beat around the bush. And every time I forget to take multivitamins and maintain a proper diet, I suffer immensely. Uh, I get sick. It's always the same. High fever, heavy congestion, uh, chest, sinus headaches, you know, the whole nine. And uh, I remember at my uh, place of work for my primary job to, like, pay the bills, you know? Um, I recently was like, you know, I I never call in. I never really request days off. I just work. Um, And I remember... I was like, you know, I lost my voice, uh, I'm sick, I'm pretty sure I'm at the most contagious point in my sickness, so, I was like, whatever, you know? So, at that point, I was just like, I'm gonna call in, so I text the manager, I'm like, hey, uh, I'm sick, and keep in mind, this is like, this is a fast food place, so, I'm dealing with people's food at this point, so I'm just letting you, I'm putting this in, like, perspective, so I'm like, you know, hey, I can't come in, like, I texted her this, and, uh, the manager's like, oh, couldn't you just work in the back kitchen area? I'm like, well, that's the thing. Like, I'm contagious. Like, I was around my my roommate for, like, 20 minutes, and he got sick. Like, that's how that's how potent it is, because when I get sick, I get sick. Uh, now, with that being said, she texts me, and she's like, well, you know, if you can't work in the back, just, like, you know, take some medicine, sleep a little bit, and... You know, in an hour, tell me how I feel. And I'm like, you know, I'll try. So, you know, I took a nap. I took some took some medicine. I was like, fuck it. You know, I woke up. My fever was still there. I couldn't really talk. And I was like, you know what? I rested. You know, I took some medicine. I, I snapped a photo of the medicine. I bought some, like, Theraflu. And it didn't really help. I'm thinking you didn't have enough time to kick in or whatever. You know, I wasn't really tripping. But at the same time, the manager responded with, uh, what do you call it, uh, call the store, and I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, like, I said I lost my voice, like, what the, what the, like, does this person think I'm joking, like, I literally never call in, I never miss work, you know, I might be late because of Uber, taking their sweet time, and don't get me started on Uber, Jesus Christ, some people that drive Uber, especially in the town I live in, um, what they do is when they suspect it's going to be, or that they know it's a, uh, like, let's say they, they requested, uh, let's say I requested a Uber, right? And maybe like two minutes in, they realize it's going to be surge pricing or they get a notification that surge pricing through some method or whatnot. And may, people may think I'm like being paranoid, but no, this is a proven fact. Uh, cause it, it's happened to me a couple times. During search pricing times, like Saturday night or Friday night, uh, or during the, you know, during certain points of the year, um, being it being college town, people need rides and stuff. Uh, with that being said, like it's they'll what they do is like they'll accept the ride and then they'll just sit there. Like I literally 
and since there's a GPS, I, I was watching on GPS the Uber car driving in circles, and I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this person's making me late. I'm like, I call Uber 20 minutes before my shift. It's from where the Uber appeared. It's like a, a five-minute drive, and I live two minutes from my job. I was like, okay, seven minutes or so, you know? And I, even if there's traffic, there's, not, there's like, different side streets, you know? Um, with that being said, the person's just driving in circles, and then they go on the freeway, drive to the other side of town, and start heading towards me, and I'm like... <coughs> I apologize, but like they sit there and they try to start driving on the freeway, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck this! I'm just gonna cancel. So I cancel, and I see the fact that there's there's surge pricing when I try to get another one, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not dealing with this. So I was like, fuck it, I'll walk. It's like a ten fifteen minute walk, right? Um, and I, I I email I email customer support, and I'm like, you know, I'm like, hey. I'm not paying this cancellation fee, like, straight up, I'm not, because, check the GPS log, and I know you guys record it, for safety of whatever, but at the same time, like, this person was sitting there wasting time because it was surge pricing, they were trying to force me to cancel so they can get a rate better, and I'm like, for $3 more, I'm like, I don't really care, like, it's, it's not like you're a taxi, but, you know, because I know some taxi people will sit there if you have a short trip and you need a taxi they'll put you on a low priority where they'll prioritize longer distance trips to run up the meter better so it's more profitable since they have to hit a certain threshold in order to meet the rental fee because like taxi drivers I know out here uh, you have to pay like $75 to rent the taxi and then on top of that you have to fill up the tank because the tank's full for the taxi cab. So, if you don't meet that threshold of at least, like, I want to say, and to fill the tank is like 30 bucks, $105. If you don't make $105, then you're running in the negative for the night. Um, and it's not really, it's not really effective. But going back to the main point, uh, yeah, the manager told me to call the store. I call the store and I'm I'm having trouble and the person's like, hey, the person put me on speaker and I hear a group of people trying to figure out what the hell I'm saying. And I'm like, you know, I can't really help it. I'm I'm fucking sick. I lost my voice. And someone worked there like, hey, I think this I think this is Melty. I think Hey, I think he's actually calling in. They're like, whoa, I think pigs are flying. Um And it, it it's silly because like it got to that point and I know after that my hours got started getting cut because she got upset that I just straight up was like, I'm not coming in. I can't. It's not morally acceptable for me. And it's like, if you push the issue, you know, I, I can, I can, uh, I can press the issue. Now, with that being said, uh, you know, coming from someone that worked in HR, uh, and high up positions in companies, I can say this, like, that petty nature of cutting someone's hours because they call in once, given the track record. I mean, I understand cutting someone's hours if they're constantly calling in, if they're constantly missing their shifts, you know? But if you're not, then what's the... Like, what you're doing is creating a a work environment in which you have high turnover. If you have high turnover, then you're losing more money in the long run because you're... One, you're, you're lowering your stores... You're uh, lowering your stores statistics because 
what basically happens is you're investing time into training these people in which you're driving them away for this, that, or another, and it's causing you lose money in the long run. And, I mean, the manager's been there for 19 years. So, with that being said, I'm just like, okay, you know, I in some respects, I can respect, you know, the insight you have because you have the experience of the years. But at the same time, you know, there's certain practices of nepotism uh, that you employ that kind of makes it unfair and it, it causes people to quit. And if you, as a manager, can't keep your employees at that level of, you know, you get them to do their job, you get them to, you know, increase their productivity, but at the same time, you lower turnover rate like that's what you want to go for you don't want to sit there and create a a high turnover rate like let's say the uh i want to say a few years back i worked at this this factory um and i started off with sanitation i remember uh the people i worked with you know this before they had a background check and system implemented uh it like everyone there was like ex-felons ex-cons and they were they literally came to work they got the job done, and then we all just kicked back. And I was considered, like, I didn't know much about the industry. I didn't, like, I was my first type of job there. Like, I I worked hard, and I, I tried, um, and I, I learned. And I was still considered one of the slower workers. But once they implemented the background check and they got rid of all the ex-cons, I was considered one of the fastest because they're slow by their standard, me being slow is fast to everyone else because the thing is, I go and I work. I'll get my job done, and then I'll after my job is done, I might, you know, kick back, you know, walk around, help out here and there, you know? But at the same time, when I expressed interest in going into the quality assurance lab, because I was like, you know, I, I have a love of chemistry. I like science stuff. So when I try to go, I remember later on, I found out that uh, the supervisor and his cousin, who who's the assistant supervisor, they would tell the manager, like, you know, things here and there to try to, like, give paint a negative image of me because they didn't want me to leave that department. They wanted to keep me there because they know I was one of their harder workers. And it was just like they weren't going about the right way. Like, they gave raises to other people that worked less than me. Like, on average, let's say there was, like, six... No, there's, like, 12 stations that need to be cleaned, some stations requiring multiple workers. I would clean maybe three or four by myself. And I would do it efficiently. I'd make sure it was fully clean. And I got no credit because they would be taking the credit, saying, you know, I needed to help him out. He wasn't performing right even though the entire night they were just goofing off somewhere sometimes they watch movies on their phones in the office and then they would take credit and it was like you know eventually i was like you know i don't want to be here anymore like put me in the thing because the supervisor quit over getting fired because it was unfair say it was a like honestly like i i have some sympathy for the supervisor because the way the production worked like the different shifts, like you have the first shift, the second shift, the second shift would run late into the night and being an SQF factory, you have to have eight hours of shutdown to actually allow a sanitation department to clean it, to bring it back to, to specifications 
for having like a, a white room facility. Now, with that being said, the second shift would run late into the night, so uh, the sanitation department would work would come in at midnight like they're supposed to, and they have till eight a.m. to clean because they were supposed to be uh, section supposed to be fully done by twelve. They would run till three and still expect everything to be done by eight. So we'd have five hours to clean everything. And with that being said, I'm just like, you know, this is breaking rules, but they're like, well, it's third shift if you guys... And there was someone that brought up, like, brought the attention and reported it, and what happened was the other department heads were like, no, this person's just a bad worker. They were mad because they got written up. All these fake records would start popping up. They would forge signatures, and it was just really illegal practices. Like, the factory was poorly maintained, uh... I remember during a summer, I want to say a few years ago, I sat down and the manager, this is after I got put in the quality lab. Now, that's a story within a, for another time, but long story short, I was told to basically, rev- to one, go over all past documentation, to revamp it, to bring it to standard for the SQF, three, implement a system that's easily maintained, and four, become basically the gatekeeper to make sure that the process is taught properly and it's and it's maintained so when they have audits to keep their certification they're they're able to uh to pass audits and i mean i'm not gonna lie i i, I kind of took my time on this i mean i got it all done in a month but then again if you looked at the 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 like the full criteria of what I was doing, I revamped a. I had to go over documents for over the last two years, and I got that done in a month. Two years, revamped all the documentation and put everything together, and I was also getting requests from other departments to do it for them because, like, I was like, I'm not gonna lie, I was stubborn. Like when I was a quality assurance technician, I was very by the book, because the thing is, like, I'm not going to be held responsible. My name's going to be on that grading document in case a customer comes and and sues saying, hey, this product failed all this, and it didn't meet our specification. Who was the one grading that? And they would point at me, and I'd be like, well, I was told by management that it was okay. And I was like, no, it... I was like, and I know they would throw me on the bus. I was like, you know what? I'd rather just be that stubborn fool and put my foot down and be like, no, I'm not allowing this. And they would go to my boss and they're like, well, you know, he is right. But at the same time, we didn't meet sales number. I remember for a whole month. Now, keep in mind, as a sanitation technician, I was in charge of one of the white rooms where all the finished product that was already pasteurized and whatnot was mixed in a white room to be blended to get sent to the customer. Now, with that being said, I knew the full range of what needed to be cleaned and how it should be cleaned and what to be used. Now, with that being said, the people that came replace me after I left the department weren't doing a great job. Now, with that being said, I was able to go in and I would start pointing out like, hey, this isn't clean properly. Hey, this needs to be recleaned. Hey, the roof is still has mold growing on it, meaning you guys haven't been hitting the roof. And with that being and you know, the supervisor at the time was like, "I don't want to deal like the. I don't want to deal with this. I know my workers suck. Like, stop giving us a hard time." And he would start saying, "Like, I'm picking on them," or blah 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 blah. And 
the thing is, I'm just holding them to the standard, because I know when I worked there, I was held at the same standard, but if it's a new person, I can't really respect that. Uh, that lacks, because it was unacceptable. I was like, at one point, there was the fire extinguisher system in the, the white room was leaking, running across a moldy ceiling and dropping into clean, pasteurized product, and they wanted to continue running. And I said no, and I shut them down for a whole month. For a whole month, I had them shut down. Because they wouldn't learn their lesson of just fix the damn sprinkler system. And they fired most of the maintenance people, so they didn't have a crew to do it. Because they were, the people in charge were on a power trip, because they were, it was like, oh, well, I'm just going to hire my friends. They were using temp agencies, and that's a completely different story. One day I might talk about my dealing with temp agencies. But with that being said, like, I remember eventually the supervisor got rid of me, uh, basically because I asked for a set schedule, because I would be, they wouldn't give me a full eight hours between shifts. They would, I remember the week that, I remember the email that got me fired. I literally asked for a set schedule, like, keep me on first shift or keep me on second shift so I can work, work accordingly. Now, with that being said, the schedule that I was put on was literally I would work from 5.30 a.m. to 4.30, and then the next day I would work from 5.30 to midnight, a.k.a. whenever they saw finished production, on average would be 2 a.m., and then I would have to come back in at 5.30 the following day, and it would just keep repeating that, and I'm like, no, I need a, a set schedule. This is illegal. So it's just like, oh, yeah, by the way, you know, we looked at your attendance record for the last two years. I'm like, but that's the thing. You can't really look at my attendance records because you're a new temp agency and you switch temp agencies. So with that being said, you guys are violating. They're like, well, we looked at your your attendance record and uh, you were ending your contract. And I was like, you know what? I was like, let me be real with you. You guys didn't like you guys had, I had signed documents saying I get a warning and then I get written up, and after, if the behavior continues, they terminate, they would terminate my, my, uh, contract, but at the same time, there was no warning. Well, I got a warning for being called in early. They gave me a warning for calling in early. Now, that, that, the silliness of that is just, think about it. I got called an hour early, and I was, I clocked in at 540. I was supposed to be there at 630, right? And, the supervisor reported that I was supposed to be there at 5. Even though the schedule shows I was supposed to be there at 6.30. It said I was 40 minutes late. And I was like, wait, how? How the fuck is it? You know what? I was like, after all this, a year later, I'm like, a couple of years later, I'm just like, this company's stupid. I may revisit this in the future, but going back to awesome stuff, you know, not to leave stuff on a weird note, uh, just to let you know, a certain magical index is getting its third season. Uh, I don't know if you guys know about this, but A Certain Magical Index is a really great series. Uh, I read the books. It was, it's really cool. Uh, I mean, I'll just put the link for it. You decide for yourself. Another anime that I think is cool is Category, A Gambling Addiction. It, the anime got released on Netflix. Uh, the second season's coming out. Uh, in Japan, if you stream it on Crunchyroll, you can watch it. Uh, there's a lot of different series that are really cool. Um, there's the final season of Fairy Tale. 
the fifth season of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is really cool. I would really recommend that. It talks about the adventures of Dio's son. Spoilers, but yeah. But other than that, this is the Melty Scarlet, the Crimson Herlet. This is the Random Podcast. As always, stay classy, stay beautiful, and fuck Black Company.